Welcome to the J&J Connection Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Jordan. Today we'll be talking to our friend and country singer, Noah Tellich. What's going on, guys? This episode is sponsored by Audible. Be sure to check out our link in the description at audibletrial.com slash Connection, and be sure to listen for more on the podcast. Fact of the day, country, also called country and western, is a genre of popular music that takes its roots from genres such as blues and old-time music, a various types of American folk music including Appalachian, Cajun, and the cowboy western music styles of Red Dirt, New Mexico, Texas Country, and Tejano. Noah Tellish, welcome to the J&J Connection Podcast. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm pretty good. This is the first time that I've actually met someone in person to do the podcast, and it feels good, especially with everything that's going on. Obviously, you're healthy. I'm healthy. Yeah. We're safe. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all good and consensual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Practice safe podcasts, uh-huh. <laughs> especially during a pandemic. Oh, for sure. But no, this... Um, I feel like this pod, this episode is really going to launch us into the next level. You're our, I, I can easily say, you're our highest, how do I want to say that? You're our most valuable guest <laughs> as, of, as of yet. That's because so. the guest you're having on the podcast is always the most valuable guest. Yeah. Well, I... That from Michael Scott. I should also, also say that, unfortunately... Due to circumstances, Jordan can't be here in person with us. Um, he will be in the later half of the podcast, so stay tuned for that. So right now it's just a solo show between me and you. Heck yeah. And so this is going to be fun, and we're going to try not to butcher this <laughs> with Jordan not here to keep it keep it down. Um, so, Noah. Yeah. Noah, you're a country singer. Uh, you've been doing it for since you were 14 you said earlier so why don't you just tell the audience who is noah who is noah oh man uh yeah like you said uh, my brother was in a band when i was uh, when i was about 14 years old so he showed me uh a couple of uh chords on the guitar and i just kind of took it and ran with it mm-hmm. and then uh and then uh, you know i started doing like the high school talent shows you know in uh 11th grade or so and uh yeah i, I always loved it i was i always thought like ever actually doing it for a career was a pipe dream right but i just kind of kept chipping away at it and uh and then uh yeah just learning songs i started a bar band uh when i was about 19 and uh, we were called black oak crosses and uh you know we played around uh played around hookstown you mm. know we, we still play at the white stallion every once in a while because they're, they're super good to us mm. and then uh you know, play a little traverse in and places in aliquippa and that and uh, uh but yeah i just had such a blast doing that and then yeah, you know, I did. Uh, did about a semester of college. I didn't know you went actually. Went oh to college. yeah, yeah. Uh, the old CCVC Community hey. College, of Beaver County. It's that, a that's where it's I a went. wonderful place. <laughs> the uh, uh, and uh, I hated every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> As did I. Well, yeah. not toward the end, but yeah. Well, I was uh, I was working you know thirty eight hours a week and then doing school at night. Mm-hmm. And for somebody who didn't want to be at school, that was too much. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you you know if you're you know if you're a little older and you have a passion in life, you can make yourself work all those long hours. But if you're in college amorphously or directionless, directionlessly, I should say, yeah, the uh, you know that's that's not the best 
that was way to learn. That was me for the first two years of my life. Yeah, because uh, I, uh, I went to Slippery Rock, undecided, mm-hmm. left there not knowing what I was going to do, and I was like, "Hey, I'll go be an air traffic controller and learn how to fly a plane." Oh, heck just because yeah. I'm like they retire early and they get lots of money. Flew a plane, hated it. <laughs> if you want to know more on that story, just look for it in the in previous episodes. But. Yeah. I didn't say. Um, you also went to school with us, as have all of our guests. Oh, really? Score. <laughs> yeah, all of our guests so far. They've all gone. We've all gone to the same school. Um, it's a wonderful school, actually. Yeah, the high school we all went to is great. Yeah, it was. It's a little country. I mean, small town school. Um, but the first time you and I met was, I think, musical. It was musical. It was Oklahoma. Uh huh. And that was oh man, that was a blast. I, I honestly I miss those days. Uh huh. But I actually brought something because I was in Oklahoma where you started. You brought your guitar to play in um, backstage, like when we were uh-huh. rehearsing and stuff sometimes. Yeah. And you made me want to learn guitar, and you eventually gave me a pick. Really? This isn't the. I, I do have the exact one somewhere. Uh huh. But this, you gave me like a few of them. This is one of those few <laughs> that you actually gave me. Oh I, heck yeah! I love it because it's 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 a stiff pick, and I used to play acoustic guitar with an electric guitar pick that's like uh-huh. a medium level. You yeah. explained what all those meant to me. Uh huh. So. Oh man! Well, hey, yeah. here's another one. This is what I'm actually playing nowadays. Oh, damn! So look, it's the add, same. Add that to your collection. It's a, hey, I'll take that as a souvenir. <laughs> I'll post that on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, oh, man. No, so you decided to leave CCBC. Yeah, I uh, I did about one semester there, and I couldn't stand it. And then I ended up working for my uh, for my uncle's uh, construction business for. Uh, four years during high school, and then three years afterwards. Mm. Then uh, finally, uh, you know, I was I was 20 years old doing that. We were building houses and that, and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't. Uh, I mean, you know, you, 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 I, you know I, again, I just kind of felt directionless because it wasn't my passion in life. Right. And uh, and so I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna move to Nashville. See what happens. <laughs> and it uh, it it um, uh, so there it was probably. January, February, when I decided that, I was like, "Hey, May seventeenth, I've got another gig." This was 2014. Okay. I'm a, I'm, I'm old. I'm like 27 nowadays. I'm 25, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're the, up there. Uh, um, yeah, the. Uh, I kind of arbitrarily decided, you know, hey, I got one last gig here. It was uh, over at the Eagles Club in Ohio, mm-hmm. and. Uh, like I'm gonna play that gig and move to Nashville that following Monday, so May 19, 2014. So how do you just up and move to Nashville? <laughs> like, did you have something like set there, or were you just like, I'm gonna go down here and kind of float around, see what's going on? I was more in the floater plan right, right. Uh, type deal. Fair enough. But uh, I happen, I I knew two people, and they, you know, they, uh, they I mean, they really helped me a lot. They they got me into. Uh, the one you know helped me find some hotels to crash at, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, indefinitely. And then uh, the the other one, uh, James Hogrell, another singer who moved from Hookstown. Uh, he uh, he uh, introduced me to the apartment building I ended up renting for four years. Oh, okay. And uh, so I, I had I knew like two people down there. It wasn't like I was. Move, uh, I mean, I I was basically moving to a new city with zero connections, but those two pulled through enough. The other one was uh, Karen Staley, another uh, graduate of our high school who 
who wrote uh, a handful of number ones in the 90s for um, Faith Hill and uh, Tracy Bird. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of... I don't know if it, it's common, but when I started thinking about who we wanted to have on the podcast, there's... A, there's a group of people who have gone out and are actually pursuing dreams that they've actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a few. I have a couple other people in mind who I want to get on the podcast who are doing stuff like that. But that's it's really cool. And so, what was your your motivation? Was that was it just to you just wanted to follow your dream? I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm 21. Well, I uh, I was 21 when I actually moved. I was just kind of like, hey, I'm 21 years old. I, you know, uh, if I don't do this now, I mean, now's the perfect time. Mm. You know, I was still living with my parents at the time. I, yeah, I moved straight from my mom's basement to living in a brand new city. Right. <laughs> so that was that was a little bit of a culture shock for me. But uh, uh, I was just kind of like, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. I fully intended on, you know, working at Home Depot or Lowe's for... <sighs> for like a year and a half before anything ever happened mm. but I was like you know what I'm just gonna hang out and and uh, uh, you know see what happens you know maybe you know maybe in a year or two I'll get a gig for my own right so what what you what you do when you got down there did you just um, make money by playing at bars and stuff or so actually uh, uh, the first week I was down there uh, yeah the first week I was down there I, I kind of uh, um, what do I do? I just kind of floated around. There's a, there's a tourist strip uh, on Broadway. Yeah. You know, between First and Fifth Avenue. That's uh, yeah. It's just a yeah a tourist trap down there. There's all kind of honky tonks and miscellaneous uh, gift shops and that. And uh, what what is a honky tonk? Uh, what what is that? Uh, well, down there, <laughs> it's it's just the phrase they throw around for bar. Oh, okay. I don't okay. know. I like when I think of actual honky tonks, I always think of like places in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. that uh, you know nobody who makes a six-figure income has ever stepped into. Right. One of those places. Okay. Fair the, enough. Uh, uh, and uh, but yeah, so um, I was just walking up and down the street there and uh, met a homeless kid. He's like, oh, hey, Tootsie's has open mic auditions every Saturday. You should go to that. And then, um, so I go to it the first Saturday, and uh, sound man was like, hey, you sound great. Uh, let me take your name and number. I get a call the next day from the, the booking agent, the, the music manager, effectively. Right. And uh, and I was like, hey, I want you to come sing for me again. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, showed up down there, did 20 minutes, and put me to work that following Monday. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, total godsend. Wow, how, yeah. just how it all lined up perfectly. Uh-huh. Yeah, some divine intervention stuff right <laughs> that, there. That's what it seems like, yeah. honestly. So I was unemployed for nine days in between quitting my construction job and starting my music job. That's insane. Yeah, and uh, I worked at that place for about four years, and uh, things kind of fizzled there. And then uh, I started working about a year and a half ago, maybe maybe two years. Yeah, two years at this point. I started working for uh, uh, Alan Jackson's bar. Oh, okay. And uh, they're super great to all their employees. And uh, it's actually kind of a cool place because you can only play traditional country stuff in there. Right. You know, we get fired if we play Sam Hunt. I like a lot of Sam Hunt really? stuff. But we're just not allowed to do anything in that in that poppy vein. Right. And then uh, I work there in uh, Redneck Riviera, which is owned by John Rich of Big and Rich. Hmm. That's... So, and that's, that's my day job. I, uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I I envy that uh-huh. lifestyle. Well, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's kind of neat. You know, I'll I'll play down at those one of those two clubs six days a week typically when mm-hmm. there when there's not a whole um, pandemic right. floating around. Right. And uh, uh, yeah, so that that keeps me pretty busy. And you know, I show up, I sing for four, or eight, or eleven hours, mm-hmm. and then uh, just go home. And uh, I live in a little place. About uh, about twenty minutes, twenty minutes north of the city, and uh, sure beats the Red Roof Inn I was yeah. staying at <laughs> when I, I first moved to town. I imagine. So you mentioned um, that's where you normally would be. Mm-hmm. So what? I guess we are in a global pandemic. So what's it like in Nashville right now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> just just closed down. <laughs> no. Uh, they're tr- they're they're trying to make a whole bunch of goofy laws to get around everything, and it just turns into a train wreck right as writing laws tends to but the uh uh so right now uh everything's like all the restaurants are open you can have you can have half capacity seating if i you know if it's still the same as when i uh uh if this was when i came up a few weeks ago mm-hmm. but all the bars are closed uh Strip clubs are open because you oh, know, perfect. You get, you get to have, <laughs> people can stand on stage and get naked, but they can't stand on stage and sing because that's too dangerous. Right. But you know, it's it's just uh, yeah. So right now, Nashville is like functional, except for the bars I play at. <laughs> so I'm just hanging out here back home for Fair enough. a couple more weeks, and we'll see what happens. Little little time off. I mm-hmm. mean, you're uh, you showed me earlier you're trying to keep yourself busy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something you want to talk about. Oh, but. for sure. <laughs> the uh, no, so I'm uh, right now my my biggest uh, project or my biggest uh, uh, task has been uh, learning how to uh, record and build a home studio. Mm. And uh, so uh, that's actually I'm, we're using our gear to record this right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turns which, out great. Which I should say thank you because I showed up. <laughs> I have like I have a mic and a uh, headset and uh-huh. and my my cell phone. But you're you're being generous enough to let us use all your fancy stuff. Oh and, yeah, hey. If you and also the... teaching me a little bit on how to record better stuff too. Yeah, yeah. If you get if you got all the fancy gear, it's totally worth it. Might as well use it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the uh, oh man, yeah. So now I'm uh, I'm actually uh, I bought a house two years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I tore up the carpet in my third bedroom and like found some like pine, old school pine hardwood floor in there. Oh, nice. I guess pine's not technically a hardwood, but you know yeah. for for <laughs> purpose of conversation, right? <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I found some old pine uh, board underneath. So I sanded it all down, restained it, repolished, used that fancy construction background. There it is. <laughs> and then uh, I, I painted the walls and the baseboard. So I got I got the room finished. Now I'm actually I'm building a recording desk, and then my next project is build some sound panels. Right. So I can have a legit home studio and not just a laptop in my bedroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> but. But you work with what you got. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, a lot of great music was uh, made, you know, just with, uh, I mean, you know, what's the saying? Necessity is the mother of invention. Sure. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, and so, you know, you just kind of work with what you have in it and, you know, the, you know you kind of I mean for yourself for your own memories you kind of you kind of capture that moment mm-hmm. you know uh, 
in you know the songs you're recording right and you know how good they turn out right you know is kind of a byproduct of oh well this is the gear i have let's just make the best music we can with it exactly just do what you can Mm -hmm. um so back on nashville real quick this is this is jordan's question i want to make sure i Uh get it in for him um I don't exactly know what he was thinking fully with it. He just has a bullet point. I'm sure he uh-huh. had a better better thought than I did, and we'll yeah, hear yeah. about that later. But um, so, are there? Is it just country in Nashville, or are there all different kinds of music like in cultures down there? I mean, country is predominant, but mm. there's a little there's a little cubby hole of of anything you want to find down there. Right. I mean, I uh, I play in a bar so i don't go to other bars right to listen to music at night typically <laughs> right so i don't know where those are at mm-hmm. but i know that there is that they you know, exist <laughs> yeah i know they exist somewhere mm-hmm. you know but it's uh i mean yeah and uh you know especially you know you you even end up meeting a lot of uh uh you know just on the same strip i work at you end up meeting a lot of the same um uh, you end up meeting a lot of like pop artists who are just like playing in the country vein a little bit, mm-hmm. or rock artists who are like doing the country thing to make money in the daytime. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, you know, ba- you know, back before I moved to back before I moved to Nashville, it's like, oh, that's being disingenuous to who you are. Uh-huh. And nowadays, I'm like, oh, wait, you're just, you know, you're just not doing the dream job. You're doing the dream job at night, and you're doing something dream adjacent. Yeah. In the for your day job. Right. You know, it's like. Uh, I mean, my dream job is, you know, obviously to play to thousands of people and make thousands of dollars every mm. night. But, you know, in the meantime, I think it's awesome that I can, uh, you know, just go down there, make a living, you know, uh, go sing for four hours, make a hundred bucks, go home and pay my mortgage. You know what I mean? Right. I'm super grateful for it. Yeah. Uh, so who have you met? Have you met any like like big time people down there? Yeah. Uh, like I said, I work uh, at... Um, John Rich's bar. I've met him from Big and Rich, mm-hmm. and uh, he's actually. Uh, I mean, a lot of that's what people know him for: save a horse, ride a cowboy. Right. But save then, a uh, ride a cowboy. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that's a, um, that's a great song. My mom hates it. But the, <laughs> uh, so I've met him a time or two, and uh, uh, yeah, he was always really nice to me. He's actually a, uh, he's actually a big writer. Like he has uh, Taylor Swift recorded a song that they co-wrote together on her Fearless album. Ooh. Yeah, he also wrote Hicktown for Jason Aldean. So huh. he's uh I mean he's uh he's as much of a background guy as he is a as right. he is a main star. Uh let's see. I got to say I didn't actually get to meet him, but you know, uh Alan Jackson came and played a free show at his bar uh about nine months ago. And mm-hmm. so that was that was super cool just getting to see him. Right. I like nineties country is my favorite stuff. Yeah. And so uh seeing him was something special. Mm-hmm. The uh, but the the coolest one I've ever uh, that ever happened to me is uh, I run into Cole Swindell like four or five times down there. I know that name. Who? Uh, let's see. Uh, so his big songs are uh, I got my shades on top back rolling with the music jacked one on the wheel one around you baby. You're gonna get a copyright strike now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Not enough people listen. <laughs> uh, but the. Uh, uh, that so that was like his first big hit in 2012-ish, something you know, before before I moved to town. And then I was playing in the Nashville airport one time. He came in and uh, had a couple cervezas mm-hmm. and uh, got up and sang with me. Yo, yeah, so that's awesome! I actually got the picture from that. So that was that was super cool. 
That's uh, yeah, that's that's one of like the highlights of my being in Nashville for the last six years. That's actually really cool. And then, uh, yeah, more so I've, uh, I've just met a lot of people who worked with a, a lot of people. You know right, what I mean? Right. And uh, so you know, it's kinda... but I mean, that's how you get closer to mm-hmm. playing with those other people. Yeah. Just meet the people in between, and then yeah. kind of build up. Oh, you're exactly right. Get that recognition. Yeah, vibe. people say Nashville is like the world's biggest small town because mm-hmm. it's all. Uh, you know, everybody says like, "Oh, it's all who you know," like, it, like as as if they're complaining about nepotism. Right. But at the same time, it's like there's so much talent down there. You kind of have to filter it somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So you know, it ends up just being like, you know, who you're friendly with a lot of the time. Right. Uh, so you said you're a full time musician i didn't know you were a full-time musician oh, yeah. down there i didn't know you were actually making that's how you solely make your living oh i haven't had a real job in six years that's great <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> i i bet that had to be awesome um so let's back up a little bit yep. when you were getting started or what is country music to you let's Ooh. start with that one. Oh man to me that's that's a that's a good question I mean, uh, I'm not, I wouldn't say, uh, I love old school sounding country. Mm-hmm. I'm not a purist by any means. Right. Uh, to me, country is, is kind of just a, uh, a, uh, it's a strain of, you know, popular music, mm-hmm. you know, and they all kind of start in different places and they cross for a little bit at times and they zig back out. Right. And, uh, you know, to me, I love, uh, I mean, I love it all as long as it's good. Right. <laughs> Fair but, enough. But the, uh, uh, um, you know, to me, it's, uh, I mean, it's just like a, it's a cultural tradition that currently is super on the pop side of things yeah and so to me it's still it's still country i mm-hmm. mean it's basically redneck r&b right. but it's, it's still like a, a continuing thought you know from 100 years ago right and uh mm-hmm. now like to me what is important in in good country songs i'm a stickler for lyrics yeah you know if you can nail the lyrics that's uh you know you might not get a a uh, great song, but you'll never get a bad one. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. R- real quick, what do you mean by uh, nailing the lyrics? Do you mean like the writing has has a story in it, or do you mean like being able to clearly hear what the person's saying? Um, yeah, like all being uh, uh, well written around a concise thought, mm-hmm. um, or or um, um, you know, just using. You know, looking at songwriting from like a, a literary perspective. Okay. And uh, uh, I mean, you know, if if you if you're looking at a poem mm-hmm. and you're like, uh, okay, so this this entire poem rhymes like A B A B A B, and then it just goes like to some random weird third line that rhymes with nothing. Right. You know, I'm I'm not saying that you know it's a hard and fast rule that you have to make it rhyme with everything, mm-hmm. but typically unless you're doing that intentionally it's probably going to be a, a weakness in the lyrical structure right <clears throat> you know what i mean and uh uh i mean that, that's uh, that's the best example i can come up off the top of my head but there's just ways of writing well mm-hmm. 
that uh, I actually took uh, Mr. Myers creative writing class. Oh my god, I love that man. Uh, if he if he's listening, hi Mr. Myers. <laughs> he's playing on Saturday. Are you going to go with me? What? He's playing music. Oh, I didn't know he still did that. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen him in forever. I do work Saturday. I have no idea though. Tag along. Anyways, okay. So, <laughs> okay. so I took his creative writing class, and uh, you learn little things. Like the the biggest thing I took away from that class was alliteration. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you're not familiar, it's the um, it's it's uh, it's basically rhyming the front end of your words instead of the back ends. So instead oh. of saying like stay, sway, may, right. pray, you know, it's all uh, you know. Uh, diphthong, didactic, direct, you know, starting with the front, the same first letter of everything. Right. Yeah. You know, and if you, if you do that, it adds a little bit of texture to the words. Yeah. It makes your words more fun to sing. Yeah. What's the one song? Um, who did I see do it? Daniel Radcliffe sang a song on, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon? Fallon, yeah, the the ABC song, yeah, yeah. So that's what you that's what you kind of yeah, mean. yeah. You know, and like because that song is structured that way, it makes it a lot of fun to sing. Yeah, it's uh, uh, you know, like what's a what's a good example of something? Um, um, oh man, the only thing, <laughs> the only example I can think is Disturbed, and that's not a good example. Ah, uh, oh man. Uh, that's all right. We can we can come back. Oh to yeah, in one of my songs. All right, this sounds narcissistic, but in one of my songs. Hey, it's your podcast. <laughs> your, it's your episode. There's, there's a line that said, uh, "This old two lane subdivided acre lot," and then the alliteration ain't the sweet life dead end daydream that we thought. You know, dead end daydream. Yeah. It's just a lot of D's, and it makes it fun to sing. It adds you know that little texture to the lyrics. Right. It's a it's like a beat. Yeah, in, uh-huh. in, with with your your voice instead of an yeah. instrument. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, and there's just tons of little things like that. Uh, you know, um, you know, like having like the you know, and there's there's structures to songs. Like you you want like the you want the first verse to set up the concept in the chorus. Mm-hmm. You want the second verse to expound upon it, and then you know what I mean. You're really opening up a world of like me trying to. Un- I'm gonna oh, go. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, it's gonna ruin so much music for you. <laughs> not, the next song I go listen to, I'm gonna actually sit down and be like, okay, so this is it's it's like, but it's like a any good movie or any good book you read has a beginning, then it has the the body of it, and then it's the ending. Mm-hmm. It's not just like let me repeat the same thing over and over again, and it's like a lot of music is kind of now. Yeah. Um. So how did you? What was? Uh, what made you start liking country music? Uh, more than anything, that's what we always just listened to growing up. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, I think like when I was super little, I think we would listen to, uh, uh, like three WS. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know that was before I was like I was I was barely a sentient being. Right. <laughs> and then uh, you know probably when I was about four four years old or so, and, you know we just. Uh, my family started playing the country station on the way to church, mm-hmm. and the first song I remember was uh, uh, that Tracy Bird song. I'm from the country and I like it that way. Oh wow, that's an old one. Yeah, uh huh. It's, it's yeah. You know, I don't even know what's great about that song. Yeah. It's just great. Jordan and I were talking when we were getting ready uh, to do this, and because um, we we were trying to make a list of country music that we like, mm-hmm. and it's like. I couldn't. I can't think of a single song specifically, 
but as soon as I start hearing the music, mm -hmm. I'm like, I know every single word. Like when I was when, when I was a kid, uh, my mom owned a Toby Keith album. I it had like a dog. Unleashed. Unleashed. Uh, that was one of my first albums too. I love it. That was the album that I started listening to, and what I I have this as good as I once was. Uh huh. I don't know if that was on it, but that no, was the next. That was two albums later. But I just I looked up to some Toby Keith stuff, and I was like, I can't think of a single song, and I just saw, heard that, and I was like, oh, as good as I once was. I know every word. Uh huh. <laughs> That's exactly right. right. And um, no, and then we were looking at more other people, and. I told Jordan I was going to get this in on the podcast, and I want to see if you agree with me. Do you know Casey Musgrave? Love her. I, I really like her music, too, and I made the reference that she's the Halsey of country music. <laughs> I've never listened to Halsey. Really? Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't like listen Halsey. to pop radio, typically. Mm -hmm. If I'm listening to pop music, I'll find like an artist I like, like Maroon 5 or Ed Sheeran or something. Yeah, yeah. And then just like play them on Spotify or YouTube, YouTube more so. Yeah. But yeah, so the only Halsey song I know is the the one she do with the Chainsmokers. So baby, pull me closer in the backseat of your Rover. I didn't know she was in that song. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh. But yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mo moving, on, <laughs> moving on. You started playing guitar at what age? 14. 14. And then I'm pretty sure we've had conversations before. You're pretty much self-taught. Yeah, for the most part. I learned a lot off of YouTube. I learned a lot off of, uh, you know, my brother Nate, and uh, that was basically it. Mm -hmm. um, and a while ago, this is this question actually comes from my aunt, because she, she likes your music, and she oh, asked great. me to ask, ask you this, because uh, you went on, on American Idol to audition uh -huh. at one point. How did that whole, how did that work? Because you, uh, you, you have the in on it now. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. The, uh, oh man, American Idol. Well, first off, problem, part of the problem was that, uh, I mean, I wasn't as good of a singer back then when I was 19. But mm -hmm. beyond that, uh, that would have been uh, the year right after Scotty McCreary won. So from a television standpoint, you know, you're not going to like, oh, wow. you know, invite the same type of guy on. Right. But the... Um, uh, so basically what they did is, you know, they just had sign-ups the whole week before. Mm -hmm. And then uh, me and uh, my buddy Kyle Hutchison, who's the drummer in our old band, Black Oak Crosses, mm -hmm. he, um, uh, we showed up at Heinz Field at um, 4 o'clock in the morning, something like that. Right. And, uh, oh man, yeah, and then... So everybody's there. It's it was kind of a it was kind of a weird thing because everybody's there to be a superstar, right? And when everybody's trying to be a superstar, you you just kind of get like your pockets of of narcissism that kind of pops up. Yeah. And yeah, so some of it was kind of cool. Some of it was like, okay, dude. Yeah. But the um, uh, so basically, you, you just sit in there with a whole crowd of people. You no, know, those things used to exist. <laughs> but the um, uh, and then about seven or eight, they let us in. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just you sat in the seat in the stands uh, with um, you know in the order in which you signed up, right? And so, uh, um, so in hindsight, there was no benefit to getting there at eight o'clock in the morning, <laughs> right? But um, or at four o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Sorry. The uh, um, and so what they did they they had us all sit. Uh, Sit, sit in our assigned seats. Right. And we uh, we filled up about one third of Heinz Field Stadium. Jeez. 
Jeez. Yeah. And then uh, they all had, uh, uh, you know, Katy Perry's Firework was a big song back in. Mm. And uh, so they had all, what was it, 33,000 people or something like that? I don't, I don't know the exact number. But right. they, had, they had all of us uh, sing, uh, Baby, you're Firework. You know, that was kind of surreal. Wait, they, ha- they picked the song for you? No, no, uh, for us to do as a crowd. And then they got... Oh, for, they, uh, for uh, okay. Yeah, for like a little intro for their show. Right. And it, it was kind of neat. And then they make a sign a waiver. I looked in it, and like page four, it was great. It says... You can't sue American Idol for defamation of character. Okay. Which makes sense. That's yeah. half of their show. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and then, uh, so then basically I waited around till about uh, 5.30 was when I got my audition. Oh, my god. And uh, I, 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 they, had, uh, they had like 10 tents worth of producers. And they took you up, you know, four at a time per tent. So 40 mm-hmm. at a time. And then, uh, yeah, about, about 5.30... They came up. They were like, "All right, well, each of you guys sing thirty seconds of your song," and then uh, uh, so we did that. And they says, uh, "Yeah, there's some nice voices in this group, but they're not powerful enough." So I'll catch you guys later. Wait, really? Is that how they do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then so you have to go through, uh, as I understand it, I'm, other friends of mine have gotten further. Uh, you have to get through three rounds of producers first before you get to the judges. Oh, okay. Yeah. So th- so they they definitely take in people who are like way like there's no way you're gonna make it but you're a, you're a character to put on the show exactly and so that would they say that in front of everyone else like people that are actually trying they're like you guys are all right but he's horrible and but he's kind of funny so we're <laughs> gonna put him on the show I'm sure they don't say that out loud I th- I mean I would imagine some of it is like they have to get people to believe they're doing good. Right. I'm not sure though. I mean, uh, that's 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 above my pay grade. <laughs> but that, that's really interesting. But yeah. So you went on. You just tried that once. Yeah, that was that was the only time I ever did it. Is that the only like contest type deal you've done? Um, I believe so. Yeah. The um, uh, yeah, actually, well, prior to that, uh, they did a. Uh, the local froggy station had a had a froggy idol contest mm-hmm. and so I called into the radio station sang the same song I did for my 11th grade talent show mm-hmm. and they were like hey you sound pretty good you want to come in for the finals mm-hmm. like yeah sure so I ended up I remember this uh huh yeah. yeah I ended up uh, going in there competing against three others and uh, winning that contest and Lauren Elena was actually the judge Oh, okay. Yeah, because that was because that was the, the same year because she got second to Scotty Mercury, so she was on a radio tour. Right, just happened to have been in the studio that day. That's really cool. Yeah, and then, uh, um, and then uh, so yeah, they crowned me the winner, and then I got to open up for Kenny Rogers later that, that later that week. That had to be really cool. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so. Uh, yeah, that's kind of neat. That's that's. I always, I always I'll tell people on stage every once in a while. I was like, yeah, I, you know, if I'm playing the gambler or something, I'm like, yeah, I, I opened up for this guy a while back, and uh, that was kind of the peak of my career. <laughs> it's like no, no big deal, no but, big uh, deal. Oh man, and then you know, and then you know, I meet Lauren Elena then, and then her career kind of sits on the shelf for five years, and now she's busting out number ones. Mm. 
and it's like oh man that's cool so hopefully hopefully i can be like hey you remember you met me that one time and that one time we can be friends and you can record my songs and make me super rich right i don't care about fame i just want to be loaded that's yeah. all that matters i'm, I'm a dirty materialist <laughs> leave me in the shadows mm -hmm. of my mansion <laughs> Uh, just as long as there's enough cash, I can go swimming in there. I don't even need a window. Just whoosh. <laughs> uh, so how many people, what's the biggest group of people you have played in front of? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, maybe, I mean, I'm bad at guessing crowd sizes, but maybe. It's like putting jelly beans in a jar and saying how many are inside. Uh-huh. Man, uh, yeah, maybe... 500 that's still a big crowd something like that yeah i mean it was like a one-off thing mm -hmm. uh, just like doing one song and right know, nobody knew who i was but it was still kind of neat right so when you're on stage um i imagine you get used to like being on stage but mm -hmm. you play in a bar where there's other noise happening and stuff how do you deal with that stuff uh i just let it roll off my back i choose not to care <laughs> You just you just sing your song, just like listen to yourself, kind uh -huh. of. Well, no, I mean I, I get sick of listening to myself. I can't do that. But what I'll do is uh, I'll just try to like engage with you know the two people that are listening. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh huh. Because realistically, uh, okay, so realistically, playing in the bar is my day job, mm -hmm. and then building the social media following is my career. Right. So like, if I can like. If I can, you know, I, I play, you know, 365 days a year, mm -hmm. you know, shows probably. Right. And then, uh, so if I can like, you know, meet one couple and get them super engaged. Right. And then do that for 300, 300 some odd times a year, mm -hmm. you know, that actually builds your audience more than like getting 80 people hammered. Right. And having them having nobody care about you. Right. So like really, I mean obviously it's my it's my job as a musician to sell booze. Mhm. Mm Wait, uh, really? Is that Actually that that makes sense cuz they want like you're the talent that brings people into the yeah, bar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And so uh I mean, I don't believe in getting drunk and so like there's there's a little bit of conflict in it, of interest there, but you know, I always uh uh but it's my job to be entertaining mm. so that people actually want to stick around right. and, uh, you know, sell booze for the bar, tip the tip the bartender. Mm. And, uh, um, you know, <clears throat> but, you know, for my own personal long-term goals, if I can connect, if I can really connect with two people mm. and they really, you know, they genuinely care and follow me on Facebook and come watch our Thursday live streams, then that's... They're more likely to spread spread yeah, your, you, exactly. you on social media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, you know, it's 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 neat. You end up, uh, you know, you end up you you end up seeing the same uh, people on the on the live stream all the time. It's like, hey, I feel like I half know you. Right. I mean, they know me, but they feel like they know me better because they actually physically see me. Right. But I'm like, uh, you know, hey, there's Chad and Sarah. You know, there's, mm. you know, George Tellish. I mean, that's my dad. But, <laughs> hey, look, there's my dad. Uh -huh. But, yeah. And then, uh, you know, hey, there's, you know, there's Rocky. There's, you know, you just, you just, you know, you see the same people and then it's cool. Uh, it's, you know, it's cool when they come back and, you know, you appreciate it. And it's like, you know, then you get a little bit of imposter syndrome. Like, oh, man, I'm, uh, like, you know, people people look at me because I'm on the internet. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, there must be something cool about him. Like, right? Uh, like, 
there's a mystique. Yeah, kind. exactly. <laughs> You're exactly right. And I was like, well, no, not really. I'm just a redneck with a guitar <laughs> and three hundred dollar microphone. Yeah. It's like I just so happened to figure out how this internet thing works. Yeah. Well, yeah, a little bit, but yeah. So that's that's my main focus is just is try to write great songs that people are drawn in by mm -hmm. and uh, that people love and and uh, you know just get. Basically, I want to grow a cult following. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I to me like uh, you know to me I have. Um, you know, what's a, what's a what's a good way to put this? Uh, it's it's not the the size of your audience. Mm -hmm. It's the amount of people who actually care. Right. That you know, if I had a million, uh, if I had a million Facebook followers, and like only twenty people ever like, you know, care to interact or anything. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, that's what's the point? That's like, that's like putting on airs, or that's yeah. uh you know, that's having a, a, a deceptive... Sure, you look good on social media, mm. but you're not actually like, helping anybody. Right. And that's the whole point of... so that, That's the whole point of business in general and social media business mm -hmm. is figuring out how you can serve more people. Like, at the end of the day, I hope I can uh, just help people have a good time and listen to songs that they find fulfilling. Right. Right. That's um. That was actually a question I was about to ask you. Is oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, why do you do? Why do you do it? Why do I do it? Because uh, I have no other uh, <laughs> passion in life. The uh, well, no, it's just because. Uh, uh, honestly, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have music. Right. The uh, I just kind of feel like. Um. Um, I just kind of feel like I'm, in my niche, and like. This is where like God designed me to be, because mm. like that's like it's just it's just what I'm wired for. Right. I'm certain aspects of it. I'm not wired for the the social media part, or I'm, and I'm not wired for the uh, not wired for the being ostentatious personality part. Mm -hmm. But the uh, you know I mean I know I'm pretty decent at writing songs, and uh, and then yeah that's that's all you can do. Let's just do what you're good at. Right. Hope it helps people. So, what's it like writing a song? Oh, you? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's, uh, oh man. So, songwriting to me is, uh, some people use it as, uh, like a cathartic, uh, yeah, like an emotional catharsis. Mm -hmm. Um, to me, it's all about making something good or making something beautiful. Mm hmm. And, uh, it's, um, you know, you can, you know, you can get into the, you can get in, you can play the whole game of, oh, all music is, is subjective, mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't think so. I think there's different goals for different types of music and they can do it well and they can do it poorly. Right. Like I know I'm bad at writing fun songs <laughs> and I actually have a chorus <laughs> written fun. right now. That's fun. Like, oh, I need to nail this. Uh-huh. And then, uh, but you know, uh, and then, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's, uh, you know, people write slow songs all the time and I'm guilty of this. And it's just kind of like, uh, emotional, uh, dumping. Yeah. But there's, <laughs> there's not like a great structure to it. There's not like, uh, you know, 
there's not substance that just sounds deep because you know what I mean it's sappy you know what I mean yeah 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 and uh, you know my big thing is trying to write something that is just uh, real and substantive it doesn't even have to be from my experience mm-hmm. and uh, um, I'm just I'm just all about making something good right that's uh, I, uh, that's that's kind of vague but um, you know, a lot of people say like, "Oh, well, country music tells good stories." I'm like, eh, sometimes. Sometimes it does. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, in intent, not in quality. Right. Like sometimes it's designed to tell a great story. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes it's uh, supposed to be a vapid feel-good song. And then, uh, but like you can do like a silly, uh, you know, party song well. Right. Like uh, um, I was, uh, I was driving back from Erie yesterday. And uh, me and my mom were in the car. We played my favorite album, Chief, by Eric Church, 2012. It's life-changing. Mm-hmm. But my least favorite song on the album has always been Drink In My Hand. Because back in the day, I was a music snob. And I was like, oh, man, this isn't as substantive as his other writings. <laughs> and now I'm like, this is a really well-written party song. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't do this if I tried. Right. And, uh, you know... And, uh, and obviously it became a huge hit for him, which launched his career, which actually gets people to listen to the other stuff. Right. I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't say it launched his career, but, you know, it gave it a big step up, apparently. Yeah. And uh, and so it's, it's um, um, you know, I wish, I genuinely wish I could write stuff like that. That was, uh, that's um, just well made, even if it's simple. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, oh, I, I like to, I like to sit at home, listen to Jordan Peterson for fun, and, mm. you know, just like... You know, uh, just do brain exercises constantly. You know, learn stuff about ideologies and and uh, ways of thinking, and and uh, use big words to make myself sound uh, loquacious. <laughs> Calm down now. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, but you know, uh, uh, you know, at the like, I I genuinely wish I could just like write stuff that was good and simple. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm sure you could. Oh, I probably could. You you, 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 you definitely could. You just gotta get you gotta get your mind right. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. all the brain training's for. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. You're exactly right. But so, what is y- your favorite song in general overall um, of of your 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 own songs oh. and everyone else's? Let's see. Of my own songs. Um. I think uh, a song I wrote when I was 19, it was like the first good song I, mm. I ever finished. So it was called Drinking and Driving. Okay. And uh, the hook of it is uh, uh, with my hand on the bottle and my foot on the throttle, I keep drinking and driving her away. Oh, it's emotional. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not really. It's super twangy. See, I was trying to like, yeah. I, was, I was trying to write like a jazzed up Hank Sr. song, mm. and then, which is like, you know, more old school than I typically write. Right. But uh, yeah, that was just like the first good song I ever finished, and so like to me, that's that's got like the the special place in my heart or something. Right. I don't know what the right term is, but uh, let's see, other other people's songs, man. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Thunderstruck is up on the list. Uh, Crazy Train's up on the list. So not not country songs are uh, on the, the top right now. The Little Girl by uh, John Michael Montgomery. Uh, yeah, if I I will cry to that song if I'm mildly inebriated when I listen to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. Oh man, I mean country songs. Um, um, an old Hank Senior song called Lost Highway 
that's up there on the list. Hmm. It's it's a it's a it's a intelligent, well written, uh, um, old. It's not really a gospel song, but it like dances on the subject. Right. And uh, but it's just a you know like an old country song. And uh, I'm a huge Toby Keith fan. Mm-hmm. I love a lot of his writing. And Eric Church is my favorite writer. It's, you know, Casey Musgraves is up on the list as well. Hmm. So. We're coming down to it. Uh, you wanted me to ask you about whiskey. I didn't know you were a whiskey drinker. And oh, yeah. So what kind of whiskeys do you like? All-time favorite is Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig's good. You ever had it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. I tend to like the smokier stuff. Yeah. And uh, I know bourbon has like a lot of like cherry sweetness to it, but uh, that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really do the whole Irish whiskey thing. The uh, It does have... it. Does have even less of a hangover. You don't. So you've tried Jameson. Yeah. I know this is off topic a little I bit. I don't care. But yeah, yeah. But so the, you don't uh, like Jameson? It's fine. I'll drink it. But so you actually go for like just you don't mix it with stuff. Oh yeah, either on ice or neat. Okay. The uh, or actually the be- my favorite way. I don't know. Probably my favorite. The older I get, the more I like drinking it neat. Mm-hmm. But the. Um, uh, Typically, like, if I know I'm going to, like, have a night off, I'll, like, stick a bottle of something in the freezer. Yeah. So it gets uh, chilled out but not watered down. Right, right. Because I, I hate ice watering st- watering it down. I like to actually taste the whiskey. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody looks at me like I'm crazy, but I teach people that's what I'm playing at the bar. I'm like, the trick is you got to hold it in your mouth uh, for about five or ten seconds, swallow it, and then, you know, once you get used to the gag... <laughs> You taste the, all the flavor in the roof of your mouth, mm. and it's just wonderful. See, I um, I just bought two two new bottles of um, I've had Wild Turkey before. I really mm. I really liked Wild Turkey. It was Wild Turkey one hundred and one. Oh, okay. I had that, and then I um decided like you know what I'm gonna splurge a little bit, and I just bought a bottle of New Breed Wild Turkey, which is one hundred and sixteen point eight proof. Two. It so. I've never had this happen, but I tried it, and it, it's kind of warm, goes down, has the has the initial burn. Yeah, yeah. But I've never had one come back, <laughs> like the 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 same burn. Uh huh. It doesn't just leave. It, it's like uh-huh. here I am. See you later. Oh look, I'm back. <laughs> see you later again. Uh-huh. And then here's one more. Oh man. But it's um it's a nice flavor. And then I also got a. What's it called? A Highland. It's aged twelve years. It's from it's from Scotland. I uh, I looked at it just because I liked the bottle. Yeah, yeah. The bottle look of it, and I didn't know it wasn't sold in the United States for a while. And then I saw one in the uh, wine and spirits, and I was like, oh, I have to buy it now. Mm-hmm. I have to. Were you down at the giant eagle down there? Um, in Calcutta. Oh, yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, I haven't tried that one yet. It's a little more expensive, so I'm waiting for a special day. Yeah, the uh, oh man, uh, my my alcoholic friend from church. He got, <laughs> my alcoholic friend from church. He uh, he's he like lives by himself. He's single. He's like makes way too much money, so he just buys me expensive liquor for uh, special occasions. Mm. So he got me uh, for Christmas. He got me a bottle of the uh, uh, the tequila Casamigos. Uh, that's good I, stuff. I ha- I ha- I actually just bought that, and I don't like it. Really? I did not like Which it. Which one did you get? It was uh, the. It wasn't the um, not yeah. the gold one. The just a clear. Oh, the white, the blanco. Yeah, the blanco. But it was Casamigo. I uh, it. 
I never, I haven't had much tequila. Uh-huh. I've tried a lot of whiskey, and I've tried a bit of vodka, but tequila had a weird flavor to me. Yeah. It, uh, I don't know what kind of a flavor it is, but it's just like a, meh. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like limey or something. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Yeah, it's a bitter, but it's very aromatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, yeah, but he also got me a uh, what's it called Jack Daniel's single barrel rye bottle. That stuff tastes like confetti in your mouth. It's amazing. Confetti in your mouth. That's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> I'll have to get some then. Oh man, but yeah, I, I'll pass on the whole rest of the Jack Daniel's stuff. But that stuff, yeah, top notch. Um, I don't have any more questions for you. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Hmm. Let's see. What's a what's a what's a. I don't know. I guess, I guess that's pretty much me. I actually thought of one one more real quick. Yeah. So now that you have you've been down in Nashville for a while for six years. Six years. Six yeah. Six years. That's what you said, and you've obviously made some connections. You, I have seen you've posted some um, collaborations with other people, mm-hmm. and you often do Facebook lives with other people down there too. So what's like the new friend group like? And what, what like do their goals match your goals? And are you all trying to be like what just what's it like with all those different country singers? Yeah, uh, I mean it's kind of it's kind of neat because you all get each other because you're all on the same page, you're all doing the same thing, right? And like uh, it it is good because there's always that that base foundation, but you know there's there's so many of those people you end up uh, just kind of clicking with people you click with, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know there's there's some people the. Um, uh, you know, like uh, I got a buddy down there named Vince Alton. You know, fantastic piano player. Mm. But we write really well together. Right. And so, uh, you know, so, you know, when you know when we have nothing to do you know, in the winter time, everything tourism is a little slow. We'll try to get together once a week and just write st- write songs and right. And um, you know, because uh, uh, you know, just you know, and then if one of us wants to record it, we record it. And then uh, you know, just just add it to our add it to our bag of songs, and you know, you 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 write a bunch, and you just kind of see which songs are good enough to stick around, right? And then uh, and which ones aren't, because I mean, you can you can you can slave on a song for, I guess I couldn't say slave. You <laughs> you can work on a song for uh, for you know years and years, and it just might you know you might really care about it, but it might just not be a memorable song, right? And then, uh, how many songs do you have like that that you've spent time writing, and then eventually you're like, "This isn't gonna work." No, oh, dozens. Is it like you've had more success songs than uh, bad songs, or is it the other way? Oh, it's it's. Um, or is it I typically, I'm very picky about what I write, uh-huh. and so because of that, I think I have like a high keep ratio. Mm-hmm. So I keep probably uh, about fifty percent of the stuff I write. That's good. And then, uh, yeah. And so this actually this last EP I did, the um, uh, so a week after they initially shut down all of Nashville, mm-hmm. uh, they were like, uh, I was like, well, I'm not gonna waste all this free time I find myself having. Right. So I uh, uh, I came home from doing some construction work with for a friend, and then uh, so that was a Friday. Like you know, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write three songs and release them as fast as I can. So I wrote a song Friday night. It was called Place to Hide. I wrote a song uh, Saturday, a tune called Make Time to Miss You. Uh, wrote the third one um, uh, that Sunday, mm-hmm. and um, 
and uh, I recorded them all in the next week or so and start to finish the project took me 11 days that's not bad and then uh, you know and then I released it you know there was another week on top of that getting it out on Spotify right but um, um, but yeah so I kind of released that and I don't know what I did with the rest of my free time but <laughs> at least I could say I did something productive right at least you're being productive with all the yeah. spare time but yeah going back to what you were saying about friends though like you know I had my friend uh, Cassandra Sotos play fiddle on it mm-hmm. just made the whole three songs come to life just cause she's she's light years a better musician than I am and uh, just having her you know you know play play the violin on it just just made everything pop and you know that's that's kind of the beauty of it is you know you you hang out you write songs with your friends you try to make records with your friends Mm -hmm. and uh and then you end up sounding like you and you know and your uh you know your your musical family gets to be a part of that right i'm sure it's like a lot more relaxed than being in like a uh yeah a big time studio yeah big time studio have you been in been in one of those uh, like I got a chance to actually record one of them? No, I've never, I've never spent the money. Those are expensive. <laughs> but the, uh, and uh, plus, you know, you kind of have to book them like months in advance, and and uh, yeah, that's all kind of crazy. But more than anything, I, I want to learn t- to be able to record for myself. Right, right. And uh, just to have that skill set too. Mm. Then. I can make money off of other people who are like, well, I can't pay for the big expensive studios, but I'll go to Noah. Yeah, it's like, well, I got this little setup. You can use this. Just rent it. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not there yet, but I, uh, you know, I just want to be able to record my own music and release it at will. And, mm-hmm. and plus, you know, it all goes into, um, and this can get toxic too, but, you know, if you do everything yourself, your music sounds like you. Right. Because yeah. it has like your little idiosyncrasies of your guitar playing, of your singing, mm-hmm. you know, the way you produce and record stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's good, sometimes it's bad. And, uh, but, you know, that's a, that's a thing I love about a lot of the old music is that nowadays there's like, you know, you know, they'll have like, uh, you know, they'll have like way more irons in the fire. Right. Whereas back in the day, it was like one producer and six musicians, mm. and you come out with an album. Right. You know, it kind of, uh, to me, uh, when you have more people involved, it ends up sounding uh, more cookie cutter mm. because uh, you don't get enough of a personality from any one of them. Right. I don't, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but it seems like when you have a smaller crew of people... Uh, working on something that um, you get something more unique mm. now in my case when I'm basically the only one working on stuff <laughs> that that might not be the best thing in the world mm. but you know if you, if you get you know three or four people around you or even two or three that you just you know really trust and they're better musicians than you are as most of my friends are <laughs> but the uh uh, you know, and then you can you can just really come out with something cool, and uh, it's just something that sounds like you. Right. So I actually thought of one last question. Yeah, for I got you. all the time in the world. What's your ten year? Where Where do you want to see see yourself in ten years? Ah. Uh, <laughs> okay. In the perfect world. In the perfect world. Uh, you know, charging five grand a night to go play somewhere, mm. and. You know, having a small real estate empire in Nashville and living in Hookstown. <laughs> I love it around here. I really do. Like, really? If it was up to me, I would move back here today. But I can't make a living doing music. You like it more up here than you do oh, down there. Is it just I, the small town f- 
the smaller town feel of it or there's that you're i like being in the middle of nowhere mm. i like uh being home i mean i got 13 nieces and nephews so being able to see them right i like uh uh the weather is way nicer up here how okay. different is it minus the it's just always it's not as muggy but like the air tastes dead down there you know what's so weird <laughs> So, no, uh, my, my older brother, he lives out in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, he, he wants to come back here, too. And he said when he, he came back, because when we went out there two years, three years ago, mm-hmm. yeah, three years ago, I thought the air was so, like, fresh, mostly because I guess there was, wasn't as much humidity in the air. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of pine, and I like the smell of pine. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I love the air out here. And he did too when he first went there, but when he came back, he was like, "Oh my gosh, I just want to stick my head out the window." Like, do you guys smell that? And I was yeah. like, "I don't, I don't know what I'm smelling." Yeah, he's like, "It just, it's so much better." Yeah, up here it's just like thick, humid mountain <laughs> cool air, and it's just, it's just awesome. You know, whereas Nashville, I mean, it's it's not gross, but it's just kind of like the air is more stagnant. Right. And plus, it's like it's always ten degrees warmer, and I take humidity over the sun any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Like We're, just it's just the way I'm wired. I don't like I, I don't like the sun. I hate humidity because I sweat. Yeah, yeah. So much. Yeah, that might be part of it. I, I don't hardly sweat. And I mean, that's t- too much information for podcasts. Yeah. What are you gonna do? And I mean, today you can tell I spent a little bit in the sun, got a little burned uh-huh. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but all right. Here's a question for you. Okay. What do you, uh, what do you listen to for fun, or what's what's playing on your Spotify right now? On my Spotify, oh, I got a bunch of weird stuff. I got a bunch of different playlists. There's guilty pleasure. There's easy listening. Uh-huh. There's rap spelt spelt with a W. Uh-huh. Mostly has like uh, Dr. Dre, old Eminem stuff. Okay. Um, what else do I got on there? Zach Brown Band. They are my favorite. Oh yeah, I I love Zach Brown Band. Um, they got a couple good tunes. I like um, whatever it is, colder weather. Those are good ones. I like um Highway Twenty, ro- oh, 20 yeah. Ride. Oh, uh, uh, there's oh my gosh, why can't I think of it? As she's walking away is a good one. Mm. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Oh, that's gonna bother me because it's like one of my go-to's. Wow, I can't believe I can't remember it. It's a softer song and a slower one. Chicken Fried is starting to get a little old. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I've played it every day for the last six years. Really? Dude, people are hammering. They come in, hey, can you play Chicken Fried? I'm like... <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> $20 is $20, I guess. So do you do you, you don't get to pick what you play? Like, oh, I, mean, I know I you can. I, okay. Yeah, I can. I, you I just can. take requests every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I have a bunch of stuff. I have Mumford and Sons on there. Okay. I have some stuff from musicals. The Greatest Showman. Uh huh. Is on there. Uh, who else is on there? There's Five Fighting. They're an old one. I listened to way back. There are they like an emo punk band? No, they're fighting. They're like a um, I don't even know what they are. It's like one dude and a piano. It's it's all real soft. Huh. I was an emotional little kid. I, uh-huh, <laughs> that's yeah, the yeah. stuff I listened to. I was the kid riding on the bus looking out the window, just imagining a different life the whole time. Um, I don't know. I, I just have a, a slew of things. But uh-huh. as far as like country music goes, is is Zach Brown Band considered country music? Yeah. Or are they more? I feel like they're more on the poppy. They're, they're kind of branching out nowadays, yeah. but they were always considered country. Yeah. Yeah, but... 
That's what I got on my playlist. Mm, Just a, oh, I also have. I should mention my lifting playlist, which is completely different. Oh, what's on there? Oh, I have some really mean <laughs> stuff uh-huh. on there. I have Amity Infliction. Um, oh, what is this other one? The song name is called Big Bad Wolf. Oh, I can't see. I'm so bad with mm-hmm. names. But um, disturbed. You know the classic ones, obviously. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I got on my playlist. Um, any other questions for me or, oh, or for Jordan for maybe to answer later? Let's see. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's uh. Ask Jordan what his favorite whiskey is. What his favorite whiskey is? Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. I think, what would he say if I could guess for future? See if you can guess it and see if he thinks you're right. (laughs) He was the one who introduced me to uh, Wild Turkey. He likes Jameson. I'm going to say it's Jameson. No, okay, nice. And a little classic one. All right, well, that's all I got. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you, Noah, so much for being on. Uh... Where can the people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Facebook or Instagram at Noah Tellish Music. That's uh, Noah T E L L I S H Music. Uh, I'm also on YouTube. Is that it? Spotify. People can. Find oh, Spotify. Spotify. That's the one I was forgetting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music, absolutely anywhere. Uh, uh, just type in Noah Tellish and uh, look at my new EP. It's called Place to Hide. Make sure you check him out. Thank you, Noah, so much for being on. Thank you. Audible helps you get through the books you're struggling to read by listening to them. With Audible, you have access to thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, A-list comedies, and exclusives from Audible Originals you won't find anywhere else. By using our link, you get access to 30 days completely free. But buddy, guess what else? But buddy, what else? You also get one audiobook completely free, and you can cancel anytime. To get this amazing deal and to support us, please follow our link to www.audibletrial.com slash connection and sign up now. All right, buddy. I ain't as good as I once was. I ain't as good as I once was. But I was good once, as I ever was. Buddy, what'd you, what'd, what'd you think? I'm, I'm sorry you weren't, you didn't get to That be. was a really long time to hold my breath. Yeah, I know. That was <laughs> impressive. <laughs> uh, I thought that was, that went really well. Um... I, I don't want to give it too much credit because hey. uh, that might encourage that might encourage that my guestship here be far more infrequent. But uh, no, it was it was a really good episode. I enjoyed it a ton. There's a lot of points at which I was laughing and I was like, this a, this all all around just good. Really, good, you actually good laughed? show for you. There oh were, yeah, there, there were funny a, parts. There's a, there a few there's a few parts where I was like, that's pretty funny. Oh, that's and good. And so in response to the funniness, I chuckled. <laughs> that's good that was unintentional um so my biggest hang up 
right now is mm-hmm. I guessed your favorite whiskey. You sure did. Was I right? You were right. Yoo-hoo! I'm an Irish whiskey man and a Polish vodka guy. Yep. I so I knew it. I, what did what did you end up saying? I actually don't think I said anything. Yeah. I after kinda, I after I uh, came, sort of came home from the interview for a little bit. Yeah, I for, I forgot. I um. Poopy diapers. I see. I I do like Jameson, but mm-hmm. I if people haven't tried proper twelve whiskey, I think it's a little bit better. I mean. I know it's Conor McGregor and it's a celebrity whiskey, but I actually really like it, and it's a little cheaper. Hmm. So, I, I don't know. I just that's not that's <laughs> I I don't like Conor McGregor number one, Tom, Conor McGregor yeah, uh, number one. Uh, but besides from that, I just I'd rather have a traditional Irish whiskey. And I actually figured out recently that. Uh, Jameson is the whiskey for the Irish Catholics, so even more that I'm on board with that. So hmm. I, I, I picked accidentally correctly. I still have yet to try this Highland Park that's been aged for 12 years. I'm looking at it, thinking about trying it today, but I don't. Maybe, maybe later. Might not be the time. <laughs> might, might not. Who knows? Uh, so, buddy, you, buddy, you said you enjoyed it. It was a longer episode, but um, I think it it, it went well. Are there any questions I didn't hit or anything you want to expand upon? Uh, no, I think you sort of rolled around to everything. Uh, I was sort of waiting for the stuff or the about his original work, and so we about that came toward the end, and I was enjoying a bit of that. Um, you, you did miss one of, one of the questions that I really thought should have been asked, which was... Uh, what were his thoughts on Old Town Road? And so... What, <laughs> with Little Nass? Yeah. Little Nass, yeah. Nass X? I didn't... Nass X? Well, it, it's something like know. that. Well, it wasn't on the dock. Okay. Hey, man. I I, I thought it was so... It was, was so low-hanging that... <laughs> I was more focused on getting my... Uh, my um, Casey Musgrave is the Halsey of country music. Yeah, <laughs> You got that. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Ma- I, I hope someone out there can like just be like, yeah, I can kind of see that. Make sense of that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, that's what I should have said. I should say at the end of the podcast, Halsey. just to reiterate. Halsey is the the um. Never never mind. I messed that up. <laughs> um, uh, what'd you think of his story? I thought. Good for him that he just showed up, showed up, and then was out of work for a week, and then, you know, right back on the horse for, like that's like, now that I'm in the mindset of thinking about jobs and stuff, I'm like, God, I wish. Yeah, <laughs> like when he when he told me it was what was it six days, mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like that's perfect, and it, yeah. Go ahead. Go, go, sorry. No, go ahead. I already talked a lot in this episode. Oh, well, I was just going to say, out of all the ones to miss, that sounded like a really fun conversation. And, like, at, at multiple multiple places, I was like, man, I, I can relate so hard to this, so I wish I were here. But uh, yeah. I had to hold my breath, so. Yeah. Hopefully, one day, we can, uh, well, he actually invited me and you to come down to Nashville to try. That would be awesome. To uh, 
just and then do an episode at his house at some point. He invited us to stay with him, so that would be awesome. Hey, there's another vacation. <laughs> Tennessee, huh? That's not not too far. You're the only ten I see. You got me. <laughs> got gotcha. I bet you so, feel like a fool. Go ahead. <laughs> so, we're also talk- you. You guys were talking about your favorite playlist, and I, I, I wanted to immediately take credit for you listening to Amity Affliction, Why? but I don't know if I can. Uh, I don't. Is know that right? You, I don't know if you can. You can. You can take credit for the fray. I didn't mention the fray. Oh wow. You can take credit for them. Well, yeah, that's way back. Yeah. But uh, anything else you can think of that you wanted to wanted to hit? Uh, there was. So we're talking a little bit about just more people from. It was very at the very beginning. Um, someone. It was a Southside grad who had helped him. Who were they established in Nashville? Was that the was that the story there? I see. He said that, and then he, he kept going, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And I just kind of let it go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I completely I forgot to go back to that because I was like, I didn't know that there was anybody else who has attempted to make that leap mm-hmm. from where we went to high school to Nashville. Right. But um, well, I'm just so surprised that they end up in such like maybe high places isn't, isn't the word because like i don't think i can't like name you know a use a u.s president who was who went to good old south side but at the same time like there's so many people doing a whole lot of things and you're like wow that seems like an overachievement for anyone like when thinking about the people we're around that and even think about ourselves it's like that's an extreme overachievement yeah um yeah that's that's what i was trying that's what i was saying to him earlier is it's like everyone we have on here it's like they're just there seems i don't know if it's normal for for all the other schools um but where we went to school there seems to be a bigger number of people that are doing things yeah and like we're sort of cherry picking but you know as far as the people we've talked to We've all been within five years of each other. Yeah. And so, you know, however many years outside of school that is. But, yeah, it's just surprising. Yeah, good. We're all that close in age and everything. But, uh... uh, Check those those notes. Anything else? I mean, yeah, there's a few things. I, yeah, yeah. So, some of these, um, I don't know if I want to open back up, but there's just a lot of go- good things that I enjoyed here. Uh, like the dream, dream job versus what you have to do, whenever he was talking about uh, people who like different styles of music but have to make their living um, playing playing country music in Nashville honky-tonks. Right. Uh, I, I feel like that that was also extremely relatable for me listening mm-hmm. but uh again i don't know if i want to open that stuff up because i've talked on that stuff before but it's so funny just to hear how connected our experiences are across these uh vast vastly different um professions that we've chosen yeah but uh 
Uh... <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also, mean... it made me miss. It made me miss home because of how much he he enjoys home, and I'm like, I do like living in the middle of nowhere. That is one thing. Like, I want to have a lot of money, but I want to be uh, secluded. Is that the word? Yeah. I want to be secluded away from everybody else. I just, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to be in a city. I want, I want to be in the backwoods, a mile up, up a road. That's my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just leave me alone. Leave me out of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm hmm Yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, it's it's interesting. No, I have to now. I'm like I feel like I'm interviewing you on an interview. I just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't I don't want to like, turn it into that. I yeah. I, I don't want to just be just the viewer here and then sort of talk about what I liked in the podcast. So I'm trying to avoid that. But yeah, I I, I, I with this one I just can't. I don't know if it's just that I have been a part of the other conversations, and so that's why I didn't want to. I didn't feel the need that I be in the conversation again when re-listening to the podcast. But yeah. For this one, I'm just like, geez, I wish I was there to say say this stuff or I, talk about this in depth or something. And real quick, I don't know if I actually said it in the beginning of the, the that podcast, but uh, the reason you couldn't be there was we had like some technical difficulties. We thought we could have you on, but then it ended up we didn't have enough equipment. Mm -hmm. to make it all work out and so since i was there we just had to just had to wing it at that point yeah did i make oh, it yeah did i make I you mean, proud you did buddy thanks dad it, i mean buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean <clears throat> you being able to uh sort of have one stream of conscience and sort of <clears throat> you could sort of plan out your uh, your approach is a little bit better, I feel like, and so it all turned out great. So yeah. can't complain about that. Yeah. So I guess, buddy, that just leaves. How was your day? Oh, today or yesterday when I did the interview? <laughs> what time is an illusion, buddy? <laughs> You're right. Uh, so how was my what? Wait time and it's an illusion then how can you ask me how my day was how is how is the last portion of time that you wish to call a day in this exact moment it's rough <laughs> it's rough i got sun poisoning um what i got sun poisoning i'm sure people who can who can check have checked out noah's uh, social media in the past week after um seeing him post it saw a picture of me and i am just I am burnt. <laughs> I, I forgot to put sunscreen on. And, uh, yeah, I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, I don't want to go to work. But I did. I powered through. Jeez. Yeah. And now we're, now here we are. How, how do you know you have sun poisoning? Uh, so <clears throat> I, I woke up and I had a horrible headache. I felt, I didn't feel like super dizzy but i felt unbalanced <laughs> and i mm -hmm. i felt like sick to my stomach and then i looked up the symptoms to sun poisoning and i was like yeah that's exactly it <laughs> hmm. yeah my forehead is shining 
<laughs> in the in the picture. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the exact definition of sun poisoning is because I was like, what's the difference? Yeah, I have no idea. I, I'm just just low on energy is all. Okay. It sounds like. Do you have a rash? Do I have a rash? Yeah. Uh. It it's red. <laughs> It's all I, think you I think you just might have sunburn, buddy. Dude. I'm no do you, photodermatitisologist. Do you... Hold on. Hold on. Now I have a computer in front of me. I can actually do research as we do this. Oh, convenient. Uh, sunburn... There, there's symptoms to a sunburn? Let's look at... What, what is the a symptoms WebMD? are pain, redness of the skin. Yeah, but did you look up the symptoms of... Uh, Sun poisoning is like... You are allergic to things that have been uh, touched by the sun, altered by the sun. <laughs> well, yeah, sort of essentially. Severe sunburn. Okay, so severe sunburn or sun poisoning can cause symptoms of the following. Okay, that makes sense. Headache, uh, nausea, dizziness. Yeah. So I, yeah, I had severe sunburn or sun poisoning. What of it? I still went to work. Hey man, I'm I'm not here to judge. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anything else about Noah and less about my sunburn? <laughs> uh, I mean, no. No. <laughs> Perfect. I I thought I th I thought we sorry I thought we moved on. Oh well, I mean I don't have anything. How was your day, buddy? I forgot to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. How Thanks. Was, how was your day? How. I want to know nothing more today. If your voice, if this is the last thing I hear all day, I will be happier than a chipmunk finding some nuts. I hope that's true. Because. Um, that would make me happy. I don't know. Um, so. <laughs> my day was good. I'm going to talk about yesterday because time is an illusion. Okay. Um. But uh, I got my reviews back for a paper uh -huh. that I've been talking about for the last two months that I'm trying to get published. And they were pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. So they're going to they're gonna let me be a scientist. Nice. I have to, I have to fix the paper, but um, that'll be big. But that'll but that'll but be my first, first published paper, and I'll print it out, and I'll have it in my desk, and I'll find somewhere to display it prominently hey and show all my friends peer review too yeah that's Yo. what so that's what the rev the reviews are the pe they're just people oh okay we had to send it to experts and uh they they receive it anonymously they, they know who we are but we don't know who they are and then they send it back with their comments and they're like fix these things and it'll be good nice buddy yeah that's science good. that's good news that's good Thanks, news buddy. Maybe maybe next week. Hopefully that help. Hopefully that helps with your sun poisoning. It does. It's it's now gone, and I'm on a cool tan. Oh, it's a cool tan now. It's I should just, have said something. I should have said something sooner. Yeah, my it was weird. Like I I um I lit up my whole body just lit up. It felt like my skin peeled back, but it was just like, it was like a uh, gecko. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say like a snake, like a snake emerging from. <laughs> His uh, old used skin. I was like a caterpillar coming out of its thing, turning into a butterfly. 
Mm, I have amorphosis. I have wings now. <laughs> Bye, everybody. That should go on the Insta. <laughs> Goodbye. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the J and J Connection podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. They are available wherever you get your podcast from. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can email us and check out the Audible link, all provided below in the description. And don't forget to drop us a five-star if you're listening on Apple. And please share the podcast with your friends. I probably ought to call her. I ain't doing anything. But darling, I just can't get over. Because you made the keys here living life like nothing's wrong You wanted to leave me but you won't leave me alone Cause I'm broken hearted, lonely and a messed up state of mind Baby you moved on, why can't I?